0: I spent the last two years uh, listening to and reading uh, Jordan Peterson's stuff. Uh-huh. Bless Jordan, uh, well, we Jordan. Hold on. Hold on, hold on stuff. Yeah. We love Jordan. Like, I, 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 I think he's great. Um, uh, and yet at the same time, it is true that I have a nagging sense that there's something, let's say, regressive in, in his view of the individual.
1: Well, if you're going to be a sovereign individual, you're going to be swept away anyway by digital. But he doesn't get digital. He doesn't get that. Okay. Jordan is a brilliant teacher. Mm -hmm. He's a brilliant psychologist. He's a brilliant art historian. Incredibly valuable. Before Jordan, there was Camille Paglia. She's if anything, even better. She's done the same thing for 30 years. She just happened to be a woman, so the guys didn't listen to her. Her sexual persona and Jordan's maps of meaning are brilliant books, but they're written by art historians and about mythologies and things, and that's great. Okay. You start there. So if you want to learn Freud, if you want to learn Jung, and you want to learn Nietzsche. Jordan Peterson is the best teacher you can have. It doesn't mean, however, that he ha- is an expert on the future. He doesn't get digital. He happens to be a YouTube phenomenon just because he happens to be neutral when you put him in a YouTube studio. That's exactly why he was so successful. But he doesn't get digital. He's not using it other than his Twitter account. He's not really using anything like that at all. And that's exactly when, when these guys who have their lives transformed by Jordan Peterson, because he's basically just kicking their ass and said, get up in the morning, make your bed and get your shit together. Which any man should do, at least if you want women. Okay, you have to do that. That's just basics, you know, common sense. But yeah. when these guys then come to Jordan and ask him for advice about their own future, they're asking a 58 year old nerd who, mm-hmm. you know, is married to his childhood sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And he lived in the Canadian countryside most of his life. Well, he's, he's, not gonna,
0: he's not gonna tell him to go to Burning Man or, or, or No,
1: no, no. He doesn't <laughs> live in modern Stockholm. He doesn't live yeah. in London or Paris like you yeah. and I do. And he doesn't have Tinder in his pocket. He doesn't have access to all the world's information. He doesn't have maps that give some there's a six hundred pussies within four blocks. Where do you want to start? You know, none of that exists in his in his imagination. He's not even there, okay. So when he gives you advice, it's all like, well, you should move to the Canadian countryside and get a wife and stay with her no matter what. That's not going to happen, Jordan. And you know it. It's not going to happen. These guys who you take advice from Jordan Peterson are going to be terribly disappointed because they're not going to live the Jordan Peterson lifestyle.
0: So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I fully agree with that. Because what, what, I, I, I don't think I'll, there's that many people who go to Burning Man, but there's a lot of people in middle America who will listen to Jordan Peterson and I don't count the people.
1: numbers. I look at the future, Andrew. I don't. Okay. I don't look.
0: At the I numbers. mean, but you're you're looking at you're looking at a sort of elite bunch of people, and, and if
1: you don't go to Burning Man, you will, a, you will discover ten years from now you should have, or otherwise you're a damn loser. I'm talking about where we're heading. I'm Marx. I'm Nietzsche. I'm not talking about the lump and proletariat to sit on the fat ass and watch TV shows all the time. I don't care. If I focus on them, I'm going to give you all the wrong answers. I'm trying to answer where we're going, what you should do. Jordan does not. And the reason why Jordan Peterson doesn't is because he's fundamentally flawed with his ideology. He's an American individualist, and he's an ironic Christian. That's Mm -hmm. two negatives right there he wants you to believe in christianity although you don't believe in christ how the fuck is that going to work it's like saying that we're going to have the building left we're going to have the walls and the beautiful roof but the basement is rotten well if the basement is rotten the house is going to fall apart suddenly not sustainable jordan you may wish that would work if you read the death of god in Nietzsche, you understood you cannot build buildings on false basements so don't do that and where's the other part of this? It's this damn religion called American individualism. And it mm-hmm. starts with the cart in 1632. Human beings are not individuals. We are tribal. We get our identity from tribal. We get our identity from relationships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Andrew and Alexander do not exist. What exists is a dialogue between Andrew and Alexander well, well, right well, can, here.
0: Can't you have both? Can't you have individual?
1: No, no, no. You, your Andrew is nothing but a byproduct of the relationships you're involved with.
0: Mm-hmm. Your oh.
1: sense of self only occurs when you have a problem you cannot solve and you have yeah, but, a pass on it.
0: Yeah, but y- you, Alexander, kind of, but are, are an. Ind- I mean, you're an individual. I mean, you're. you're no, you're, I'm not an you're individual. Hot, you're, hot, you're, no, you're very much. No, an no, I'm not an individual. In some sense, you are. I mean, no, no, what, what, in, in, what no, no in no sense at all. In no sense are you an that
1: Christ died a little on the cross and returned a little three days later. No, he died on a cross and never returned.
0: Well, I've been studying Buddhism for years, so I understand that you know we're not selves in that sense, but yeah, but uh, but we're still you know there's still something important. No. No. Okay.
1: No. Right. No. no. What's important is the tribe. We hate That's being individuals. That's true. we do not happy about true it. True because that being an individual is. I, I, I agree
0: with you that being an individual is in, being an individual is sort of a lonely state, right? It's the like,
1: guys who come to Jordan Peterson no asking for purpose. He yeah. tells them purpose is the most important thing in your life. He yeah. doesn't give them the purpose. He just tells them they need to go and find it. Okay, I'm a philosopher. I work with purpose. I give you the purpose. It's to find your tribe and find your archetype, your role within the tribe, and an older mentor who is your archetype who can guide you so you can become brilliant and what you should do so you can contribute to your tribe and be proud of yourself. That's the only sense of self you know. Okay, that's, that's great. It's completely tribal. It's in the relation with the tribe, you get any value you may have. Okay. You have no value whatsoever outside of the tribal context. You're not on a market. You're not selling yourself. You're not, you're not applying for, for welfare state funding or anything like that at all. You are tribal. You create value within the tribe. That's how you get meaning and purpose in your life. It has nothing to do with religion, it's everything to do with tribe. Then we create religion based on that because religion is the storytelling of how you keep the tribe together and how you put the tribe on the move.
0: Uh-huh. We
1: invent gods as the parents of our parents. Uh-huh. We always did. The old father is the original paternal God the urma this original maternal god who are they the ur father is the patriarch of the patriarch the ur motor is the matriarch of the matriarch. so that we are responsible to the matriarch and patriarch and follow their damn orders for our own survival and trust them that's exactly what we have a religion that says that we're beyond beyond over there is god he's already where we're heading and it's well, funny because i always th- i always thought that you god, have to go with her right
0: i always thought the god, god principle th- was was bit, the origin you know, it's, you're kind of saying the opposite. You're saying the opposite of how we think of God. Like normally we think of God as the origin of everything, right?
1: No, we didn't. Well, if you read but the Bible, even the Bible, even, the, even the Bible doesn't say God created the earth, created the world. The Bible starts, God created order out of chaos. Yeah. That's not creating the world. The chaos was there already. Even in the Bible, the universe creates itself. But uh-huh. to make order out of it, which is finding phallus. Ah, huh to create order out of it, to create a story that makes sense. Ah, okay. Now it makes sense. Now I know what it's all about.
0: That's that requires
1: philosophy and some deep thinking, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so we create gods. That's what you're saying. We create god yeah. and we create gods, and, and this is a creative activity that we we participate in. It's not like just just we're passively created by some. But that's that's by, by something, and and uh, and we have to bow down to that. It's it's like. We are, we are participants uh, in, in, you know, in the...
1: We're created by nature, and we want to belong to wherever we came from. The first reaction we have when we're born is you want to get back in. We want to die.
0: Yeah. Okay?
1: We can't. So we're forced to think that we want to live. And then we get a taste for it. Then we suck a tit for another year anyway, so we kind of, you know, we're not on our own. We're completely taken care of the first year. The tit serves us. We have no idea where that milk comes from. It's magical, but... Yeah, we get it. And maybe the false, religious,
0: the false religious view is a sort of nostalgia for that, that tit, uh, as, as you're saying. Well, so
1: well, Zoroastrianism isn't, Taoism isn't, Buddhism isn't. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why I strange. went to the East. Why I went yeah. to the East was that the fundamental religions we have in the West, all the Abrahamic religions, are all based on the idea we're going to get to paradise one day, which you are going to get back into the womb. No, I've been to the womb already. I've done that. I'd leave the more tent for nine months. Yeah, sure, it was nice. But I would take opiates today if I wanted to be there again. I, I don't, I want to have a libido. I want to be alive. I want to be passionate about things. I want to do philosophy. I want to have a full life. I want to be a full human being and I want to die happy having lived a full life. I want wholeness. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a morphine tent. I find it stupid and degrading for me as a grown-up. I'm no longer a child, okay? Sure. So you left that behind. Now, the problem with religions that say you're the child of God yeah. is that they introduce you to think you can be a child again, be responsible. Whatever you do, you're getting forgiveness. That's a really good sell for lazy people.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I never that's got that Christianity in. Christianity for you. And that's I've Judaism never... for you. And that's Islam for you. They're yeah. all in that together. Yeah. So Zoroastrianism stood for something different. It was the opposite. Zoroastrianism celebrated the tree of knowledge. It celebrated human independence from the gods. It celebrated being adult, being independent from your parents, moving on, creating a new world, different from your parents' world. Okay, so the East is uh, fundamentally what I call the Silk Root Triad. The Silk Root is still underrated in history, and why? Because the Silk Route connected China with Persia and India. Mm-hmm. And these are the three empires of the East that lasted for thousands of years, massive cultures because India is essentially the plains of Northern India and also Southern India, and you can house 1.5 billion people there today. China are essentially huge river valleys. When you go to China, the striking thing is that they got the climate of the Mediterranean, but got the earths of Northern Europe, or you know, it's like the best you can get. America certainly has the same potential, but when you get to China you're just like, yeah, this is a place where you could have one and a half or two billion people, absolutely. You've got mm-hmm. all the resources you need. Huge river valleys, stuff like that. So you can create these huge cultures. Between China and India was Persia. And Persia was a huge culture that expanded territorially mm-hmm. through ideology, great ideas, and through military exercise, right? So the Persians created the first universal empire. If you're going to study universalism today and cosmopolitanism, that starts 600 before Christ with the Persian conquest of Babylon. Mm-hmm. The Persians beat the Babylonians. One empire conquered the other. But the first thing that happens and Kurush arrives in Babylon is that he walks into the temple of Marduk and kisses Marduk's feet. Meaning he missed the most clever shamanic move ever done. He's a true shaman who's a king. He walks into the temple of the enemy and kisses the enemy's God's feet. Meaning we're united. Mm-hmm. Religion philosophy, politics, military, united. It's just one federation. And then he sets the Jews free and they can leave Babylon and they can walk back to Jerusalem and create the first proper nation. And the nation is then within the empire. We can learn enormously from this today. We can learn enormously about Babylon and Jerusalem actually collaborating. Babylon to me is the name of the world as a city. Babylon is the name of digital. Jerusalem is the name of nationalism. It's the name of mass media society, with the industrial age of capitalism, of nationalism, of individualism. Everything we practiced the last three or 400 years can be summarized as Jerusalem, and everything we're moving towards now, which is the true imperial state, it's is Babylon. Hmm. And between Jerusalem and Babylon, we have to make comparative studies. How are these two cities different? How are these two environments different? How can they collaborate? How can we keep Jerusalem to remember what nations are like when nations are strong and deliver? and what does it mean to create a truly imperial society that captures the whole globe and what we have to use the machines Mm -hmm. to train people to love the stranger if -hmm. machine intelligence is going to do one thing train people to love the stranger enable us to love the stranger it's going to be the most difficult thing we're going to have to do the next 100 years or otherwise the machines will get rid of us
0: Mm -hmm. that's very interesting yeah yeah that's the big scope We did it. Yeah, we wrote a book called the global because there can't be really strangers. I mean, uh, I mean We
1: are okay. Andrew, you and I are shamanic. We're different. We don't care about skin color. Most people do No, no, I
0: know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I expose. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: so since they do and they're the They're the material we're going to work with. We have to be respectful how they operate and listen to them and take that in Yeah What else are we going to do? Then we go totalitarian and become resilience and then we're going to kill them all, right? You either work people and you've trained their self-confidence or you just kill them. Mm -hmm. You don't have any third option. That's what education is. Mm -hmm. So today, yeah, we need the damn machines. We need them so bad because. We wrote a book called The Global Empire 15 years ago, in 20, 2003, that was The Global Empire, the second book Sudeikis and wrote. And we essentially said The Global Empire, that is already here, it's called the internet. And the internet protocol is a global imperial code mm-hmm. that the rest of the world has to follow. You cannot opt out of the internet, that's impossible. It's just conquered the globe, and essentially the world today is one thing called the internet to which 7 billion very confused individual bodies are connected. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: If these bodies are gonna be around a generation from now, they better have some kind of contributive role to the overall system. Meaning, what does it mean to be human and digital? Well, it means supplying something machines cannot do. They cannot be biologically and emotionally intelligent.
0: So this is kind of the opposite of the, the Kurzweil vision.
1: The singularity has already happened. Seven billion people are directly connected with each other as we speak
0: mm-hmm.
1: nobody has opted out nobody can opt out mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna do internet addiction work the way to do it is you open you start a f- damn facebook group for internet addicts you can't leave the medium mm-hmm. the medium has conquered everything it's conquered our entire imaginary realm the imaginary the even truth production, everything that has value to us has been conquered by digital already. We call it the global empire. We wrote the book 16 years ago. Mm -hmm. We said it's already happened. It's a fact. Now we have to live with that fact. The internet is not confused, it just operates. It operates in a way that while neutron bombs can kill humanity, we cannot kill the internet with the neutron bombs. It cannot go- We can't,
0: we couldn't have some sort of explosion that that would- uh, No. no. You Knock can blow the up end. the
1: entire planet, the internet will still be around. It's
0: <laughs> yeah. How is how does that how would how that would how would that work?
1: It was built by military engineers to survive any okay. disaster. And okay. they were successful and they created the monster.
0: Okay. Now
1: the monster's out of the bottle. We it's have to live with
0: it. It is a monster. We have we have
1: to, to, what do you want from me? Is Qua- What do you want from me? Uh-huh. That's the honest question today. And my answer to that is synthetic intelligence.
0: Synthetic intelligence.
1: Yeah, my friends in America, for example, you know, Jordan Hall, Dennis Rackenberg, all these guys are working on collective intelligence. Okay, that's another term. I call it synthetic intelligence because of what it is. It is that we're looking at life and we're looking at consciousness and we're looking at subconsciousness and we're looking at how the human body operates and how the human mind operates and how the senses operate. We have to relearn, we have to restudy Aristotle, we have to go back to basics again to understand what it means to be human.